Hi, this is Randy Randall of No Age and host of the podcast Hyphen It with Randy Randall. I want to welcome our newest sponsor of the show, DistroKid. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms and artists keep 100% of their royalties. Hyphenate listeners get 30% off at distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash hyphenate. Again, that's distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash H-Y-P-H-E-N-A-T-E. Go get your music streaming everywhere now. What's up? It's Randy Randall. Today on the show, I have one of my favorite people in the whole world, uh, Mr. Ray Barbie. I'm so excited I got to sit down here in the studio, and Ray was gracious enough to make the drive up from Long Beach here to Sunland, where I am, and sit down with me for a little over an hour and talk about guitars, skateboarding, and photography. Ray really has been a uh, a lifelong inspiration for me. I remember growing up skateboarding, and um, Ray was always younger than the other Bones Brigade members it seemed like he kind of was the the new kid on the team in the late 80s and um felt like i could relate to him a little bit more being the younger brother the young kid myself you know as a family of skateboarders and surfers and things so definitely one of the shining lights of culture for me or alternative culture or whatever you want to call it you know of being able to be um multifaceted and just hyper talented and not you know restraining your interests or your um pursuits of things to just one genre you know being able to cross over and have fun and and just experiment and mess around and not worry about having to be the best at any one thing you do but just really being a well-rounded interesting creative person and adding more to the world that way let's jump right to it here it is, my talk with Ray Barbie. I really can't thank him enough. Thanks, Ray, for coming on. Hope you like it. In, in high school, I turned pro for Powell. You know, because I got into skateboarding through a friend who got a skateboard for his birthday. And I had seen a skateboard before, but it was in the way of the little banana. We call them banana boards, little yep. plastic boards with the you know, with the with the slow wheels and just kind of uninteresting, just to me, no different than uh, um, hula hoop or, but this skateboard that Danny got, it was a Veriflex Vectra. And, our, and you know what I mean? It's like, it's those big boards, 10 inches long, 30 inches wide with these big wheels and just this like dynamic graphic on That's, it. And I'm just like- Wow, <laughs> it's that on. thing might have been glowing <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. Spark I think. I think. Yeah, I think about Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. You know what I mean? They open up the <laughs> ark. They open up the, oh, okay, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, wow. Uh, and I just knew that, like, okay, like that you can do something with that. And I knew also that there's something with that. Like, that's a part of something bigger or something. Yeah. There's just something too, you know what that's I mean? Interesting, because yeah, you hear yeah. about you know? these skateboarders yeah. or whatever, but you don't know. But I was just like, damn, you know. Yeah. And so, anyways, he's riding that, and I'm still on my bike, and I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> switch, switch over. And uh, I was telling him, I was like, man, I want to get a skateboard. And he's like, well, my dad used to skate. Like, I think he still has his old skateboard. He might give it to you. And it's so rad. He gave it to me. No way. And he had this Sims wood kick. Okay. 
And so it wasn't it wasn't the banana board and it definitely wasn't the new board, but it was, it was something. To get you going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was called the wood kick because yeah. it you had to put a slab to create the kick. Okay. They weren't molding the boards yet. So you two pieces so they, of wood. It was two pieces. Like so they glued it. it to kick yeah. to have the kick. Yeah, yeah. Because they realized the like a kick helps the kick turn. Yeah. You need some carve or whatever. Yeah. And so I had that. And then that was in the summer before seventh grade. Go to school, try to hang out. We knew what the, who the skaters and the surfers were at the school. There, it was like there was what they called the surfer wall. It was like the <laughs> skater surfer wall. It was kind of more surf because in San Jose, Santa Cruz is just an hour away. Or yeah. And so we're we're like we want to hang out with these guys, like, but we didn't know them, and they're like the older dudes, and. We like try to stand at the wall, but on the far side of it. So we want to be a part like, of it, cool, but we cool. want to get yeah. found we're out in the that middle, we yeah. weren't in. Oh, oh we're just standing we didn't want here. them no to be deal. like, get out of, yeah, no know, big deal. We're just gonna yeah. stand. Oh, you're standing here. I didn't notice you. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we're we're hanging there, trying to like be a part of it, and then uh, someone comes over and asks us like, they just yeah introduce themselves or or we're just kind of like, hey, what's up, like. Yeah. You know, and then somehow we got to talking about skating over the summer, and they're like, oh, you skate, cool, you can hang out. Nice. And those dudes yeah. that I always say like were like open arms, like took us in into this brotherhood. Those are the dudes that became this community that I'm very grateful for because it's through that community that I felt encouraged, I felt supported, I felt that I was a part of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and yeah. it's all those things that that really help you explore in life. Cause at the end of the day, like you're exploring, but when you can do it in a way to where you feel free in doing that, because you can trust the people you're doing that with, you know what I mean? And totally that community yeah. provided that for me, you know, yeah. and I'm grateful for that. And I realized that that's not common. Right. You know what I mean? It's not common well, to have to automatically be able to be placed with so many people that are already like, open to you because of this common interest and i'm thankful for these guys because they have the ability to just and you know like our friend mike watt watt would always say it like let your freak flag fly you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. settings that are like embrace that and skateboarding embraces that yeah. it's like let that freak flag fly like we're all weirdos yeah and when you can feel comfortable in that then you're able to explore and just be like, I want, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like that thing, right? That, that definition of punk, you know, that's what you make it. You know, I've always kind of ascribed to that because that just sort of felt right, you know, coming, kind of coming from skateboarding when, whenever anything got too homogenized or too uniformed, it's like, oh, okay. I don't think, I don't think that's the right yeah. way to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's standing out? Who, who are the, who's the square peg in the round hole here? You know, and that's yeah. why I was sort of drawn to like Ed and, you know, and the toy mm -hmm. machine sort of world mm -hmm. when that was coming up and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that, that was like yeah. late, the mid nineties. Like yeah. you know, and yeah, and it felt like there was something. There was a, there was a voice there. It wasn't just the same uniform or the same kind of fitting in. I like they they've stood out. You know, I think yeah, that's an impression yeah, and a lot of that stuff's personal preferences yeah. and biases and things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like typically the personality that's drawn to skateboarding, they have that bent. You know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. have that bent. They have that. You know, they kind of they 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 see that like. Uh, there's something interesting, engaging in in that kind of like, this isn't normal. 
this isn't the normal thing like yeah. it's out on its own thing you know yeah what I mean? but it goes the same with music though too right you have people you know the bands that are kind of just a little bit out there like mm -hmm. you can play it safe and play the covers or play something mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. that sounds like yeah. what you're hearing on the radio or mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. oh this guy's kind of going somewhere else with it and mm -hmm. you kind of just respect the, yeah. the the you know the expression of it like yeah. even if it's not your thing it's like yeah that's cool you know yeah you're exactly you know? yeah totally yeah i mean for me with skateboarding it's like it became kind of the vehicle for that to develop. Like I had that interest. I understand that there's that aspect of my preferences or biases towards just something that's out of the ordinary. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not yeah. a common thing. It's like, this is different. That was exciting to me too. Like, this is different. Like not, I don't really see this. Would you skate before school and after school? Yeah, I would skate yeah. to school. Yep, same. To and from school. Same. Those are yeah. some of the best sessions. Those early mornings, sun's not even like, quite up yeah, yet. The slappies or just something. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> that was the best because you're hyped. You're hyped all day, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. just thinking about it, like dreaming about it through through like math class. Yeah. So like, what am I gonna do when I get out that curb? Okay, I hit it I hit it a little too fast. It's <laughs> yeah, coming in totally. the wrong angle. Okay, okay. Slam. Okay. Slam yeah. right before. Like you kinda I remember sitting in class with like, you know what I mean? Yep. Just Road all scra scraped up, yep. elbows. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Ray, you also experienced a huge transition during your skateboarding career, going from the 80s with huge brands like Pal Peralta to the 90s where smaller new brands quickly gained popularity. Tell me about that. I want to say around 91-ish, Stacy Peralta had left Pal Peralta. Um, and a, and a lot of that due to just kind of the shifting of where street skating was going and new companies coming in. And, and I just think Stacy was just kind of done because he'd already gone through so many years with the Bones Brigade and, and you know, we're kind of third wave for him kind right. of thing. Was that your the, first part, Ban This? Uh, public Domain. Public Domain. All yeah. right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yep, yep. So yeah, so Stacy Peralta yeah. leaves probably around 90-ish or something. And yeah. it was just a sense of like, our captain's gone, you know? Yeah. And so Tommy Guerrero and Jim Thebo left Powell and they started Real. Mm -hmm. Mike McGill left and started Chapter 7. Um, Tony was leaving. Him and Per Willander were starting Birdhouse, Tony Hawk. Yeah. And then they were saying, you know... George Powell was talking to Lance saying like, hey, let's do another brand, but let's do it with Powell, just under the Powell umbrella. Okay. And then so Lance was like, hey, I might do a thing, my own thing under this. Would you want to be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, totally. Because what are we doing? Like, I just felt like we kind of weren't doing anything. And so, and then Lance got to a point where he was just like, you know what? I'm always going to have to answer to George. I don't want that. Like, so... He took a loan out of, on his house and started the firm. A, a big part of what pushed Stacy out was Steve Rocco coming in. Okay, yeah. And yeah. making, coming in, and his way to come in was to make it known, you know, he had to present it as like the big brands are lame. Just like in music, sure. Where the yeah, indie labels yeah. are like the major labels but are I mean, lame. Yeah, but he whatever. did the. It was hubris because that that happened. He, he became the big brand. Yeah, and that's always what happens. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but this is this is the start, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he started taking guys, and that was one thing that that there was. It was kind of this um, unspoken, kind of honored kind of thing. Is like we won't steal guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, 
and when I say we, it was like the industry at that time, which was like what we call the big five, where it was like Santa Cruz, Pal Peralta, Vision and Sims, mm-hmm. GNS kind of thing. They wouldn't steal from each other because they were kind of like, it's they kind of had this union yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But Rocco comes in and is like, nope. And <laughs> just starts money. taking dudes. Yeah. And the whole thing, I just left such a bad taste in Stacy's mouth. And he was already ready to probably be done. And so it, and so Stacy had been telling George that you got to give these guys their own brand. Like they do it under this, but give them their thing. They're like Stacy saw that, that that's the way yeah. to kind of uh, function in this setting now. Diversify. Yeah. It's the, yeah, yeah. Well, just let these dudes, it, you're creating, it's, it's no different than like the major labels bringing on indie labels. Right. And so right. people think it's indie label, but it's still, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of same thing. It's like, we're lame now because we're the big guys because this is the new thing. So let's create little things to be, and so George would never want to do that. And then when everybody left and Lance was still there, then he was like, let's do it, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Lance entertained it. But what it did was it put the wheels in motion for Lance to do his own thing. Okay. And so it was never with Powell, but that's how it started. And then Lance was like, hey, I'm going to do it on my own. Would you still want to do it? And I was like, yeah, totally. And that's pretty much kind of how the firm started that's awesome and there was such a cool kind of like mod style from that stuff too right i mean it was like the firm yeah, sort of then, had like that kind of like british almost sort of yeah, slant to it yeah like, i mean the music sort of crossover thing too i think you got to express that more yeah i mean i yeah. think what's what's you know what's really cool about you know the brands becoming more intimate and smaller now closer to the ideas of the guys on the teams or whatever is that now skaters are having to be the owners and the creatives you cut out the middleman you know what i mean kind of thing and so now all these teams are way more expressive and they're way closer to their interests so naturally a lot of that just came out with the firm and what you're seeing is a lot of our interests a lot of lance's interests growing up loving British punk and all the various kind of appendages that are part of that, you <laughs> yeah. know, the mod stuff with the yeah. Vespas and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and so that be, those become your resources towards your ideas for graphics and ads and all of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember? Yeah. That, yeah. The firm just really stood out at that time. You know, that was kind of right where I was, kind of growing into my own identity as my, mm-hmm. like, you know, now post eighties into the nineties. Now I was just, you know, I was born in 81. So here and my brother, I think I told you this before, but my brother had a skate shop yeah, you know, from 88 to 91. Right. And so I was kind of the shop rat. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, so and I that was that time yeah. when, when, and when it was shifting yeah. 88 to 91 yeah. is the shift. Yeah. That's the turn. That's where everything changed. Yeah. So yeah, for him, all that popsicle sticks, it just that's what we call them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He's yeah, just yeah. like, and popsicle sticks came about because of the heavy shift to street skating. Right. Those other boards functioned for vert. Yeah. And then it was kind of changing, right? Yeah. Like, and so by that time, 88, because I remember my board came out in 89 and I was like, I need a bigger nose. Yeah. And back then too, like the, well, I just remember for me, it's like we would hop into trucks, man. And all right. 
be like six of us in the back of a pickup truck <laughs> on the freeway it was like heading the, over to a yeah. vert ramp. It was like leaving the cube. It's like Tony's yeah, exactly. Pizza Hut truck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, you yeah. you know, you wouldn't get cops would drive right by no, you. No, it wasn't a big deal, right? Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't the seatbelt thing yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. crazy when you think about it. I know, right? You think of your <laughs> yeah, kids. Yeah, dude. I remember we'd be in, bouncing you know, and going through some things. We're we'd be, air. Yeah, we'd catch it air. We're like, wow, we almost fell out. Hype <laughs> oh. that never happened because right. because we were always so like, that was fun. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean? Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're invincible at a certain age, you know? Yeah, it's right. Like, unless 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 you get burned. Where did, was was guitar playing, again, simultaneous? Can I have you said you were looking, you turned pro so, guitars. Yeah, man. I always mm. tell a story like, mm. I'm an MTV baby. Mm -hmm. And so MTV came out in what, like 81, was it? Somewhere uh, yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Somewhere Sounds around right. there. And um, I'm in fifth grade and, you know, I grew up with a lot of like jazz and soul in the house. My dad, who was a Marine, where he was stationed, they were doing their thing, man. So they had like a jazz band. Oh, cool. Like boxing ring. Where was this at? Uh, I forget where he was uh, stationed. He's from Arkansas, okay. but I don't remember where they were stationed. But um, but anyways, he, he played saxophone. And so in... Um, so anyways, he had like a pretty good collection of records. And so yeah. I grew up listening to my parents' music, which was Motown and, and jazz. And so um, MTV comes out. Now there's like rock and metal in the house. <laughs> <laughs> my parents weren't bringing that in, yeah. but I'm, get, I'm getting it from TV. And you're the oldest of your siblings? Yeah, I'm the oldest yeah, okay, of my, okay. yeah. And so, so yeah. we have two siblings, I have two siblings, a uh, brother and a sister. And so, um, yeah, MTV comes out and now I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Um, and you know, cause MTV was very ambitious with their goal of, 24 7 music <laughs> especially yeah. at a time when there was like hardly any videos being made <laughs> right yeah <it's laughs> to big, promote music you know what it's i mean a big swing like yeah. we just create a platform for a thing that doesn't really exist yeah. but maybe the content will come right yeah. with, like which is that's what happens yeah. you don't talk about it like that back then but that's yeah. basically like yeah. Yeah, yeah but what they but they did fill it with content and yeah. what they did was basically provided a place for all the uh, labels who created some kind of marketing content for their bands, concerts, whatever, totally. right? Yeah, and yeah. so, so now I'm seeing all these like full-on concert videos. I'm seeing like Iron Maiden, Scorpions, and then those movies, right? Like Let There Be Rock by ACDC or Song Remains the Same, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Black Sabbath. I'm seeing all this stuff and I'm quickly getting enamored by the guitar hero. <laughs> Cause I could see the hierarchy in the whole deal. I'm like, okay, the singer's the main guy. Yeah. But then there's this dude that comes in for a little bit in the middle of the song where he's the dude. And I'm all, and that's, that's the coolest the dude. Pick, those, pick your spot. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, just yeah. like, that's the coolest dude. Like yeah, what he's yeah. doing, I think is the coolest. And so I always say that. MTV got me excited about playing guitar, but I wasn't able to actually physically hold a guitar until I got into skateboarding because I didn't know anybody who had an electric guitar mm -hmm. until I met skateboarders and they were playing in punk bands and um, I'm hanging out at the band practices before we go skate the local ramp. 
and I'm bugging them to show me some power chords. Before you know it, I'm sitting around with you know, and and so it was always kind of around the same time, but then guitar took a back seat to skateboarding the more that kind of progressed in it and um i mean at the end of the day skateboarding was the thing i was just like i was mono i was just like pfft. yeah and it took guys like neil blender and steve caballero to help me see that like you can still play in bands and still be like a legit skateboarder like serious skateboarder because it's weird the way you think as a kid, or at least the way I did, was like, you thought you were cheating on this thing if you're doing these other things. Right. You know what I mean? And those guys kind of helped me see, like, I think it's just, you're just doing stuff. And naturally, skateboarding just took took the, uh, the, um, the steering wheel, if you will. But I never had my own guitar. I was always borrowing guitars. Um, my friend Mike, because we played in a band, played in a punk band when... I got into skateboarding and started hanging out with the buddies that embraced me. They're all younger guys too. And they had a punk band called Retaliation. Nice. And it was like a, <laughs> a four piece, but um, I was always hanging out and we knew about like the faction and we knew about these bands that like, they had two guitars, bass player, singer and drummer. And so, so I crittled in as a second guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I never had my own equipment. I would borrow, my buddy Mike Griffin, his his older brother Paul, who um, had like a Mike had a, a PV two twelve maybe Combo. like it was pretty yeah, it was yeah. pretty loud right oh yeah yeah and but his bro yeah. had like a little crate <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what you got and that's what yeah. I was playing I'll play the little crate yeah. Yeah. with some like kind of Kramer like wild yeah. guitar like red, like thing sharp right? edges everywhere but I can never hear myself. Because oh, yeah. they're power. I've just yeah. got this little practice amp. Those dudes are able to be loud, you know, and I'm sitting uh -huh. there, you know, and so, so the reason I say that is because it's so funny because we got to play, we got to play one gig and uh, it was our friend uh, Joe uh, Sibliano. He had this band called Rage. They had this gig and they're like, hey, they were super, they skate, we all skated together, right? That's one thing I love about skateboarding is like you've got all these like you get schooled by these like big brothers, if you will, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, right? right. And so. Um, so and they're but they're just always super encouraging, too. Right. And so they're like, hey, you guys, you know, they knew we played and stuff. And they're like, hey, you guys could come open up for us. Right. And so I never forget, like going into practice at their space and like. They they had this little setup in like this attic and we we're just all crammed in. We were all spoiled because at Todd's house, Todd was the drummer. Drummer is always the spot where you practice, right? Yeah. And so and they had like a big room and kind of little cool. setup. So we were spoiled. So we get there and we're like, oh whoa, we thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing. But what's crazy is like now we got big amps and I'm all oh you're playing through their I'm, set. Playing yeah, the we're back playing line. their stuff, oh, okay, right? Okay, okay. And so so when we play the gig, yeah. It was literally the first time I heard myself. <laughs> and no so it was way. a combination of like, oh, well, shit. I can hear myself. But then I'm like, dang, I'm playing wrong. <laughs> like, like know, my parts are not working. You're like a friend behind. You yeah, it was just like, it sounded yeah. horrible. Oh, like, I didn't know that I was playing, I was making mistakes yeah. or playing it wrong or whatever. Right? Yeah. Another thing that was super funny that night too is like, we burned through our set. I don't know. We might only had like six or seven songs and probably burned through them in like 10 minutes or something. And at the end, like 
Everyone's like, do it again. You see, did, did you <laughs> do it again twice? Awesome. That's so good. We did the set twice. Where was that show at? I was in, uh, it was in San Jose at a movie theater. Oh, cool. and you know what's funny? My friend Joel Gomez, who um, Joel ran Sessions Skateboard Shop mm-hmm. and did like Sessions Clothing. And Joel's done a lot of stuff over the years. I forget what his handle is. He's got this new handle on Instagram where he's just kind of showing old, posting old stuff. Recently, he's got a really cool footage of uh, Steve Cavalera at Winchester oh. um, from like 70s something. It's so cool. But anyways... I think he i think either him or somebody posted a flyer from that night recently oh, and i was that's like cool. that's the show so funny dude Amazing. but yeah so it was at a it was at a movie theater but again like as i progressed in skateboarding and you know a lot of my friends that were playing music with they were skating vert and we were getting more excited about street and one of the things that really changed me from like playing so much was that so this was all uh, middle school. When it came time to go to high school, I couldn't, I lived close to them, but I was just on the other side of the line to go to the high school that they were gonna go to. Uh, okay. okay. We went to the same middle school, but then I when it came time up. for high school, it didn't work. You know, it was yeah. like, no, you gotta go here. I tried to get a transfer, couldn't get a transfer. And the sucky thing about it, the times were different and it was farther. So they got out earlier. Oh. I could link back up with them to go skate, but I couldn't link back up with them to practice. So that was the end of practice. So that was ever. the end of me kind of wow. playing guitar because I was only playing guitar through that. Yeah. And so and so that's kind of what happened there until high school, really. And when I say high school, I moved from San Jose after sophomore year to Tustin. Orange oh, County, wow. dude. Right. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Is that part thing. of the military? No, no. no. My dad was a mechanic. Okay. And I uh, had opportunity to start start something with the garage in Orange County. Okay. And my mom could transfer. El Toro's right there too. That's, I was just thinking. That's yeah, a, El Toro. Yeah. 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 Foothill. Yeah. Well, you know, this is Tustin, Irvine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Santa Ana. That's kinda cool. In that zone. Yeah. yeah. And so getting out there was a trip. Um, there's such a NorCal, SoCal kind of rivalry, right? Yeah. And so it's funny because I remember feeling like, dang, like it was a <laughs> sentence or something, you know, like burn. all my friends yeah. were like, dude, you can be SoCal trader or whatever, you know? <laughs> um, but dude, that, but, that, but I quickly realized like, huh, this isn't bad because every weekend I'm going to like skate some spots and I'm skating with all my heroes. I'm Everybody's happy Gonzalez. Here, There's right? not as confidence. There's, you know what I mean. If this is, if this is bad, I'm, I'm, like, this I'm is, with I'm it. Like, dude, I'm like, here's, here's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like, this, this isn't that bad, man. I'm like, okay, it's really how I was able to get sponsored by Palo Alto. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I had some friends at school. They had a little band. They were doing like some covers and stuff. And so, um, my my one buddy Tom who was playing drums. I remember. I think I mentioned like, oh yeah, I used to play guitar or something. He's like, dude, come jam with us. And from that, I just kind of started kind of playing again. Like they had a guitar I could borrow. I forget how I got a guitar. I was able to get a guitar. I didn't have an amp, but yeah. then I could kind of still remember. Didn't take long to kind of get back. That's cool. To power That's cool. chords at least. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of these songs were like, 
Oh, you know, we're doing like Welcome to the Jungle and stuff where it's like that stuff's power chords or whatever. You yeah. Know? We, we, it was like what was happening on the radio at the time. And again, this is like 88, yeah. 89, you know. And then and then and then the kind of the third piece I always think about when I think about you and all your you know myriad of talents is the photography. Mm. The where did that come in? Is that, you know, is that an extension from skateboarding? You yeah, know? Like, it's all you know, like it's all one big quilt, right? Yeah. Like um all the various patches in the quilt are a lot of these a lot of these things that comprise of what I feel is the skateboard culture, right? Where it's yeah. like music, art, photography, videography design all of it right that's yeah. just that's all the language of it <laughs> right it's not yeah. just what the guy's doing on the board but it's everyone else kind of around documenting it you know designing the stuff and, and, and all these yeah. yeah and all these things i say it's the language because it's all we use language to express ideas and to communicate and so it's like i'm so grateful that the language of skateboarding, all of these various aspects of it is how skateboarding is uh, expressed and, and communicated. And I guess when I say thankful, I'm thankful that guys like so many of the skateboard brands, your Stacy Peraltas, your Brad Bowmans, your Brad Dorfmans, I mean to say, or Fosto. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is people who created a way to express it to where skateboarders can make a living doing it right <laughs> you know right. I mean? it's like taking all those those different parts taking of the all language that and saying and like, like hey marketing right. it's, it's just sure. another way of saying marketing it. sure sure you know what i mean yeah. making it to where it's like vans all of it you know what i mean it's like but you, they, they you created been, something out of to where guys who do it can earn a living doing it mm -hmm. rather than just have it just be this you know this sort of hobby lifestyle sort of thing yeah actually yeah a job but it's like these dudes can do that full time yeah and you can't do that without the language can't do that without that right. stuff. yeah sort of understand the balance of it all it's like you know what's the you know like yeah how know, do, now what like, what you're doing how do you present that in a way to where other people can get excited about it or have some kind of emotional connection towards it without doing it Right, right. And I think this photography is a big, big part of that. Yeah. So again, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. So going no, no, back no, to the no, photography, no. Yeah, yeah, like for me, man, getting the opportunities to see the world through skateboarding, right. Mm -hmm. And getting to a point, thankfully, early enough to where I could still capture some of it, you know, <laughs> um, was realizing like, dang, I'm blowing it. I should be documenting this. Like these are memories here. Like these just going are going like, on trips and just doing yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Like, Why am I not? Where's my just camera? This, just yeah, living yeah. this life. Yeah, yeah. And so there was one tour in particular um, where we were out for like two months, um, and two weeks in, one of the photographers that was on the trip, my friend Joe Brooke, he had this little point and shoot along with his, you know, what I like to say, work gear, like what he used to shoot the sequences of us and get the photos and everything but then you'd have like a a little point and shoot camera um a little snapshot camera if you will mm -hmm. uh called the yashika t4 and i was like man just seeing him shooting so much i was like because i was you know i grew up with 
photographers being on the other end of their lenses, right? Mm-hmm. And so so I had I always had appreciation and respect for their craft because when the photos would come out in the mags, I'd always be blown away because I was like, dang, like that's so cool. I didn't think it looked like that. Yeah, I was there. How it didn't you look make, like that. I did the trick. I didn't <laughs> yeah, think it looked it like look that. Cool. It was not bro. special. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't think yeah. it was. You made it look amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so I was always enamored with that ability. You know, mm-hmm. the way they could see um, how to capture skateboarding and stuff. But it was easy to just kind of keep that as like they're the pros. Like that's what they do. Like that's it. You know. Right? But when you're hanging out with them, and you're just seeing how they just use a camera and just everyday kind of things that I think that kind of inspired me seeing Joe just kind of shooting everything. And I was like, I can, I think I can do that. <laughs> you know And I'm like? Yeah, that's not that big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, why shoot, aren't I doing that yeah, kind yeah. of thing? I don't have to focus and just, yeah. just click, click. Yeah. Click. Or just like, yeah. because I didn't want to shoot skating. I wanted to skate. Right. And so seeing him document everything, I was like, Oh, I, that'll be, so, um, you know, I think too, just being like, Joe, I can't wait to see that photo. Of something goofy somebody was doing and he shot it. <laughs> and you mean, know, what, right, right. Yeah, so it's like an inside joke. You're like, that's that's the punchline. We gotta wait till you develop it. Yeah, then we're I just wanna that. see. Yeah, I wanna yeah. remember that. Yeah, right. I wanna right. see that again or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I remember telling Joe, I was like, man, I'm blowing it. And he's like, Man, we're gonna be in New York in a couple of days. I'll take you to this store called BH and we'll get you this camera. And sure enough, we got it. And then that camera is I'd say is what started it all for me to actually be like get to a point years later where i'm like i want to learn to do the real deal because i knew that that was training wheels i knew that it was doing it for me and i was getting tired of it wasn't doing what i wanted (laughs) okay right that's that's the best part too of learning something when you when you get to the point where you can see that it's what it's not doing yeah when um uh, it's encouraging when you have yeah. ideas and vision that's everything right that's right. A, uh the the gear is subordinate to that right because you can have you can have all the gear but no vision you're spinning your wheels and you unfortunately know. marketing tries to flip it to that narrative like right. it's the gear that has the vision get this gear and you'll blah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like not nah, yeah, gonna nah. give you nah. very rarely right it might right. give you an idea because it can do something that's something else can't or something but everything sits there's no new inventions really everything sits at the same thing mm-hmm. typically nowadays yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah um to where it all can do it, it. All, yeah but you what do you mean? want to say what do you want to do with it what do you want to be you know exactly. I mean? that's, the, that's the point that's always new and invent and that's the, the hard part it's capturing the voice of it like here's my voice how do i express it in this mm-hmm. way or my vision that i see like you said yeah yeah, yeah that's amazing because because when I, I got to the point where i was like I want to make darkroom prints. You know, yeah. I started, I started kind of just, yeah, just desiring to like experience that. Like, man, I want to like get in the darkroom and see the image come up. And like, I just knew it was such a labor of love and I just knew it was a craft. I think, I think because of skateboarding, the learning curve is so steep that it's just innate that, I need tension with what I'm doing. I need it to be hard. I need it to be a, a steep learning curve. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's easy, I'm just kind of bored. I'm just kind of like, what did I do? And like, was you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, I mean, I even struggle. It doesn't happen too much anymore. But if I have an idea to get a trick, and if I kind of get it first try, doesn't count. I'm like, 
should we even use this photo? Like, was it even, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, I didn't have to fight for it. It was just like, so that means like, is it even where, is it even that exciting? Cause it was just like, did I even push myself? I don't know. Right, right, but yeah. what I'm saying, because of that, I see how that gets superimposed into anything yeah. I do or, you know what I mean? And so with photography, it's not that I'm looking for that. It's it's that it doesn't keep me from doing it. And so when my interest leads to that, I'm like, all right, let's roll up our sleeves. Yeah, because like, I, yeah. I didn't want to get in the dark room because I'm like, this is hard. I wanted to do it. But when I found out it's hard, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> just, all right, let's go. Sounds like it's going to take some it's work. It's going to be yeah, even yeah, that much better. Because yeah. now you feel like, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Pushing yourself, yeah it's yeah. that you've never arrived, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and that and that's one thing I love about skateboarding too is that everybody's functioning in their own deal. In sports they talk about it. Maybe track has it more so than than say like team sports, but personal record, right? Personal record, right? Like your PR, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like and I always love that. Like skating, yeah. if a crew is skating, it's like, you know, because I never I never forget one time Jason Lee being like Ray, like you kept rooting this dude on. He was like, you, you were rooting him on because he was doing good for what he was doing, right? Because uh, okay. he wasn't ripping. But and I was like, yeah, see, yeah, dude. It's like, yeah, because him, I knew yeah. for him, like, that was, I knew enough was of good. his skating where I was like, for him, he's ripping. <laughs> this is where he's at. This and that's is. This you is don't his, get better if you can't be there. Th- you this is say, his yeah. ripping. Yeah, yeah. It's personal it's not, record. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's not a, exactly. It's it's not like this big, huge competition. It's, it's one thing to be competitive to to help uh, encourage one another to do something that you're striving to do, but it's not this thing of like, I'm going to prove this right now in the setting and I'm going to show these dudes that I'm the dude or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so to me, the funnest sessions is when everybody's functioning in their PRs and it could be like one end of the spectrum to the other. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but it's but it's rooting on that idea. It's root it's rooting that on. Yeah. Rooting on like, dude, push yourself. Like, dude, you could do that. Like it's but it's kind of I think it's the same everywhere. You know, you play with better people and yeah, you for, know, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's how you I I marvel at it myself sometimes like, how did I get here? Oh, for you two. know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't by plan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. if it's like every day became a little bit better, a little bit something, you know, I, I catch myself. Yeah. You know, just one I don't know, does that happen to you? Oh, like it, dude, I'm yeah. always driving over right now. I was just like, <laughs> this is crazy. Just yeah. just thinking about the reality of like, wow, like I'm so grateful to be able to do what I genuinely love doing. Yeah. And I feel like I always feel like I'm gonna get caught. I feel like the dude that snuck into the party yeah. that's like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> it was the best. Yeah. I'm, always, I'm always like waiting for the like, the gig is you're up. Like, the yeah, gig is yeah, up, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, oh, man. You've had a good run. The gig is up. That's you so know? funny. And so, so funny, but yeah. yeah, I'm super, super grateful, man. Yeah. One, one thing I've learned is that thankfully, well, first and foremost, Fun is the goal, along with progression, but fun over that. And I feel like one thing that I'm so thankful for with these opportunities and and I don't know if you want to just say career or whatever, 
it's just relationships, man. It's people. Yeah. You know? And I just realized, too, it's just like, at the end of the day, people just want to be around people that help towards making the experience fun or encouraging or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, it's true. And it, that's the stuff, too. You know, the, this job, that job, this relationship. that. But, but the friends, you know, that you make along the way, it's like that, that stuff that stuff the you know, camaraderie that yeah. that sense of community mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like it's stoke it's, you know you pass that stoke on and you're like yes yeah good. or just people want to be in settings where they can be encouraged at the end of the day yeah yeah people yeah. don't want to feel there's enough things out there for people to smack battle with and struggle with with <laughs> yeah. being discouraged <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and yep. so um I guess I'm trying to say it too. I think like sometimes people think it's just all about the thing itself or the ability of that, but there's a lot more that's about what is the posture or what that person that has that, are they someone that people want to be around? Because yeah. you could you could have the all the talent in the world, but if people don't want to get in the van with you, <laughs> oh yeah, That's or what you know, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm safe, you know, same with the band. You know, what I mean, I'd I'd rather play with a mediocre player who I love hanging out with than the the shredder that I can't stand being yeah. next to. Yeah, That's just there's no yeah. there's, there's no question about it. Yeah, over, over all the years, and that goes across all the the sound mm-hmm. guy, the merch person, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the drive. That goes across the whole board mm-hmm. of of life, right? I mean, mm-hmm. That's how it works. Like yeah. you can be really good at your thing, but if you're if you don't know how to People don't want to be around you, man. Yeah, yeah. people feel like, ah, dude, is this almost done? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) or something. Well, this is almost done. We should wrap this up. And you're you're perpetually somebody I always want to be around, Ray. So I thank you for that. You've been a huge inspiration to me in my life and everything I've done. So I just really want to say thank you. You know, to put it on record, I I owe you a lot. I've been been very. You've inspired me in in so many ways in my life and in my creative sort of journey. So thank you. It's it's an honor to have you here on the show. Thanks for having me, man. Man, those words are way yeah. too kind. No, and, it's the truth. Man, I'm I'm hyped to finally have an excuse to get out here and uh, see your <laughs> yeah. See your, let's let's open see, up some of these cases. See, let's see some guitars. See, see your spot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, man, cool. thanks for having yeah. me on board, man. Thank you. S- super cool. I'm looking forward to uh, all the cool conversations you're gonna have with people along along this journey. Yeah, so. yeah. It's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. Is, is there anything you want to promote? It's you just r dot Barbie on Instagram. All right. Pretty much all and. Right. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff cooking up and I'm trying to do a better job of putting that out there on I know, on right? Instagram. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I really appreciate it, man. Thank uh, you. Right on. Thanks, Thank Randy. You. Thank, you. Thank you, dude. Oh, man, there it is. That was my talk with Ray Barbie. Wow. Um, it was so fun to sit down and talk with him and nerd out for a while about um, all the great stuff. I feel like that's, that's the part of my dna you know guitars um skating photography all the fun stuff that um, really inspired me from an early age i think continues to uh push me down the road and keep me uh engaged and excited about what's next to come i really want to say a big thank you to ray for coming over for nerding out we uh after the the mics were off we ended up doing just that we nerded out for even a little while longer played guitars and went through some pedals and uh had a great time it was really fun just hanging out i think he hung out for like another hour and i just couldn't believe it i was so stoked that he came over and and was uh willing to spend all the time and uh, it was fun yeah we found a really cool fuzz we I let him borrow a montreal assembly uh purple pedal which is this insane um analog 
uh, kind of modulating fuzz thing with an LFO built into it. It was really, it was, it was great. Um, just hearing him jam out on it. I even sat down on the drums for a little bit while we were just, just goofing around. Um, so again, thank you, Ray. That was awesome. And, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you next time. Also, I want to thank our podcast partner and swell dudes over at Ruinous Media. You can subscribe to Hyphenate and other music podcasts over at ruinousmedia.com slash hyphenate.